man that is being given back to on this earth has a promise attached to his life. But today, many could not fulfill that promise because they die within the space of promise and power. If I will ask you, there, may, there is a prophecy that is attached to your bed. There is a prophecy that is attached to my bed. You may not know about it. Maybe your parents failed to tell you. But as you continue to grow, maybe you meet one or two pastors or prophets or evangelists that said, you, this is what you will become in life. But yet, you've not seen that promise coming to pass. What is promise? Promise is a definite thing that must surely come to pass. Promise is, it may be a statement that this man will become great in life. And surely, it must surely become great. And when we talk, what is power? Power is the ability to do something. There is a season in every man's life. And that season is the season of wilderness. Between promise and power. The season in every man's life, according to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, he said, For to everything there is time and season and he begins to mention the time to live, time to die time to eat, time to wake time to farm and time to reap and time for promise and time for power I pray for somebody that can shout a better amen here that the promise of your life God will bring it to fulfillment in the name of Jesus We read that, that Luke chapter 3, eh, chapter 3 from verse 21. I will read the verse 23 of it. He said, Now Jesus himself began his ministry about the age of 30 years of age. Begin as was supposed the son of Joseph, the son of Hay. The Bible there said, Begin as is supposed. As it has been promised in Isaiah chapter 9, chapter, he said, as Isaiah, he said, and a child is born. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. He said, a child will be born unto us. His government shall be upon his shoulder, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, and mention so many things. The promise of God begins like that in the life of Jesus. To the extent that even the wise men, they saw it from afar. But I want you to know the stage that even when Jesus was baptized, after the baptism, he heard the voice of the Lord clearly that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. But let's turn our Bible to the book of Luke chapter 4. I read verse 14 of it. Then Jesus returned to power of the Holy Spirit to Galilee and news and the new and news of him went out through all the surrounding region. 
news of Jesus, when it comes to power, begins to go about. That's when he said, he, when he entered into the temple, he carried the book written by the prophet Isaiah. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to do what? To do good things. To set the captives free. To announce the year of liberty. To do this. He began to pronounce that which God has assigned to him. But what is the wilderness between the space of time, of promise, and power of Jesus? If you look from that chapter 4, from verse 1 of it, Jesus was led into the wilderness, was tempted. That time he sees as if nothing is working for him. Every man has such time in his life. And that is a school where we learn and where your destiny is being determined. And three things happen in this school. Three things happen in this school of wilderness. Where nothing happens. Every man has his own time when he passed through that school. The first thing that happened in that school is rejection in wilderness. That is in the school of wilderness. Number two is isolation. Number three is depression. The space between promise and power is called wilderness. I've said that. And wilderness is where you decide what you become in life. So many Christians have failed in the time of wilderness. The promise has been said. But when they get to the school of wilderness, they fail. They could not rise to power. But I pray for you. That at the time of your test, you will not fail. Amen. I said at the time of your test, you will not fail. If you begin to read from that chapter 4, you see that Satan come to Jesus, the devil himself. The Bible made us to understand that if Satan and all the principalities and power knew that, knew the purpose of our salvation, they will not allow Christ to be crucified. But because they don't know the foolishness, said, let's crucify him, he will not rise. Let's close the door of the tomb, he will not wake up. That is because God did not reveal the secret of our salvation to him. That's why Satan, let's begin to read his foolishness when we thought maybe Christ will fail. In chapter 4, I read verse 4 of it. I will pick the verses and begin to read them. He said, but Jesus answered him and said, okay, let me read from verse 3. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him saying, it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. That is a word given to us. Satan, talking about Jesus, self. When you talk of self, that is the physical body of it. That he knew that Jesus is hungry. He said, command this soul if you know that you are the son of God. Christ is the son of God. Nothing can change it. But he will not be too anxious because he's hungry or because Satan come to question him. That is what if fail. Satan come, he said, 
asked you not to eat the fruit of the garden? He said, no. He said, if God asked instructors not to eat the one part of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, she failed. She failed. I pray that we will not fail in Jesus' name. Amen. The second one, from verse 7, he said, therefore, that's the second test that come to Jesus in the wilderness. You see, Jesus was hungry. Let me, let me not give you brief of the rejection that took place in that first temptation. Jesus was hungry. Angels supposed to come and bring food for him. But because God just, he was rejected. Because he carried the bodies of man. Sin of man. That hunger was there. He's a man that angels supposed to come and serve. But he was rejected. That's why Satan had opportunity to come and ask him that command stone to become bread. When it comes to isolation, that's, let's look at Luke 4 from verse 7 and 8. He said, therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus said to him, get get behind me. Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. That's isolation. He thought maybe everything has been taken from the one that created everything. It's not everything that our eyes see that our life needs. Christ knew everything, knows everything. And you want to come and tell him to worship you so that you have that in back. If you are a landlord and somebody, you have the CEO of your house and somebody tell you that for straight from me, I will give you this house. What will you tell the person? <laughs> you rather slap the person so that the person will die. Because you own your house. You have the see, see the, the, the paper, the documents, everything. And he said, for straight for me, I will give you this house. What has been belonging to you, nobody can give you again. It has become yours permanently. I pray for somebody that can shout a better amen. That that which is yours, you will not lose it. In the name of Jesus. And the third one, that the third school of depression. He said, it, that, that's from Luke 11. Luke chapter 4. I read verse 11 and 12 of it. He said, okay, let me start from verse 10. For it is written, he shall command thy Satan talking to Jesus. He shall give charge to his angel over you to keep you and in their hands thou shalt bear your bear up lest you dash your foot against stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, It shall it has been written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Because he knows that Jesus was depressed. He knows that Jesus is depressed. Jesus is tired after the fasting. And he come, come to meet him. He said, John, is Christ eager to jump? Christ is not eager to jump. That's why we don't need to be eager in life. That promise that God has prepared for you, gradually as you pass through the school of wilderness, you will get there. You will get there. There is nothing to struggle for. 
because in the school of wilderness you must be tested before you can be trusted and if you are not trusted there is no way you can be promoted let's just look at the story of Joseph let's turn our Bible to the book of Psalms 105 Psalm 105 Read from verse 16 of it down to 20. I'll be reading as I continue. No, Psalm, Psalm 105. Psalm 105. Psalm 105, 16 to 20. Moreover, he called for a famine in the land. He destroyed all the provision of bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. Joseph was rejected by his brothers when he was in the school of wilderness. He was sold into isolation in the land of Egypt. But God promised for him that he is going to become the provider for all the old nations of the world in that verse. He said he called, he destroyed for the sake of Joseph to become great in life. And he knew that he's going to pass through the school of wilderness. If God tells you to go to Moby Junction, he's not going to tell you that as you are going, somebody is looking, going to look for your trouble. His instruction is go. The same thing happens to Abraham. He said, leave your father's house and go to the land that I will show you. He did not tell Abraham that a time is coming that not will be kidnapped. That a time is coming that you will be praying that you will not have any son. But he passed through the school of wilderness and at the end he got to power in the promise of God. I pray for you that in this life or in this second half of this year you will arise to power in the name of Jesus. If you check the story of Joseph in that Genesis 37 Joseph spent years you want to talk of the years he spent in the prison the years he spent in the house of Potiphar that is the time of his wilderness even to the extent see, same thing that happens to Jesus happens to Joseph the wife of Potiphar tells Joseph he said look have all, all I have in my body and Joseph said to him for me to do this and sin against God he forgets about he see beyond that which the woman want to give him and when he comes to prison, and from the prison he comes to the palace, Joseph sees him beyond the land of Egypt. Because he knew that after the promise of God for his fathers, see what he told the children of Israel like. He said, if after God has been taking you out of this land, 
He said, pack my bone. The bone, pack them and take them back to the land of Canaan to bury them. Because they see beyond the enjoyment. For one to become the president of Nigeria is, let me say, is the most superior rank we have in Nigeria. Mm. But if you can see beyond that, that there is another place in heaven that is above becoming the president of Nigeria. But our leaders today forgotten that there is another position there. That's why you see them struggling to become a local government, to become a counselor. From counselor, they want to become a local government chairman. From local government chairman, they want to go to state house. From state house, they want to become governor. They rise house of rep, house of assembly, they will go to governorship. From governorship, they want to become national house of rep member. From there, they want to become president. They will, they will struggle for senate president. From senate president, they will want to become vice or president. Because they've forgotten that there is a place. Remember what Jesus said to his disciples. He said, I am going to prepare a place for you. In my father's house, there are many mansions. Abuja city is being rated as one of the most beautiful cities in the whole world. But let me tell you something. No matter how Abuja city is beautiful, there are still other cities that are beautiful more than Abuja in this world. But there is a city that is beautiful more than the whole world. The streets made of gold. The gold that we are using for beauty. That's what you will march on when you get to heaven. I pray for you. That in the time of our wilderness will not fail. In the name of Jesus. You need to see beyond your present situation. Because it's not the end of your life. We'll not be able to go to the story of Moses. But Moses to pass through the time of his wilderness. But remember that Moses was anxious for to rise to power at the stage. But if God bring him back, took him to the wilderness, that's where he saw the burning bush. The bush is burning. But Moses forgotten that is a mystery of God himself in the midst of fire. If you check the story of Meshach, Shedrach, and Abednego, they pass through their own wilderness. I pray that God will take us to power in the name of Jesus. The church today is in the midst of his wilderness. That's why you see so many pastors. They can't fast any longer. They prefer to go to our valleys to get child. To fulfill the promise that is said concerning them at the beginning. They want to fast track it. Anybody that follows one way to get to the top, once they block that one way and the traffic is cleared, and maybe Rosetti or Lastman or Castella catch that person, they will have to return him back to where he's starting from. If you leave your problem now, eh, and you say you are no longer praying again, if you run for God, you will still come back to that point you leave your problem to start praying again after the years you have spent. It's better to endure what you pass through the school of wilderness so that you can rise to power. I pray for you. That person that can shout a better amen, you will rise to power in the name of Jesus. In conclusion, in conclusion, make the right choice. When you make the right choice in the wilderness, the reward is plenty. 
Number one reward, you get victory. If you make the right choice in the wilderness, when you're passing through the school of wilderness, you make the right choice. Number first reward you get is victory. Number two reward, you get power. That's why the Bible said, I've given you power to overcome every power of the enemy. He said, no weapon fashioned against you that shall prosper. He said, you shall walk on snake, cobra, scorpion, and nothing. They shall not harm you. That's when you get power and you succeed to, succeed, to, to pass through the school of wilderness. The next one you get is success. You get success in every side. Another one, you get honor. After Jesus got in everything, people get to Galilee, the disciples, they went to Galilee. And when it was ascending, angels, was they were rejoicing in heaven. That is risen, just as he said. Look at him, ascending, returning. He said, I'm going back to my father. And they saw him sitting at the right hand of his father, celebrating him. And again, the last one which you get, you get glory. That's why no matter the difficulties we pass through in this world, let's endure. Because there is a crown that never fades. It's not the one made of the beach that we use in this world, that these are our kings where that we see. A crown of gold that never fades. Let's rise up onto our feet as we pray. Begin to talk to God and say, God, help me to succeed in the school of wilderness. Don't let me fail. In the wilderness of life that I'm passing through, help me to succeed. Don't let me fail. Open your mouth and begin to pray that prayer now.